episode 93 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, Splatter Chatter, an unedited, unscripted chat about horror movies. I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Strand, and joining me is our very own limb collector, Dan McGuinness. Good morning. Good evening. morning. Uh, what you been up to? What's happening? What have I been doing? Yeah. Uh, this week I've been working furiously on drawing my new book that it I've written. It looks great. Are you, are you seen bits? I've yes. seen bits. It looks fantastic. It's I can't wait. children's book and it's a horror, uh, a comedy horror for kids. Yes. Um, I decided to do that because like, I've been in the industry a little while now and I keep like, you know, putting up ideas and stuff, submitting book ideas like, of what they're asking for people. And then, um, you know, and you know, you get you get to a certain stage, and then they're like, "Oh, we like it, but can you change this and that? We want this." Well, we're really we're looking for this style of book, and I've been like bending to everyone's will, and then like not getting them through, and then it's going like, "Fuck this shit!" And then I saw yeah. the guy who wrote like the the bad guys, and he was just like, "I just did the yeah. bad guys. I just wanted. I just did what I liked, and I liked action films like Reservoir Dogs, so I just did a kids version of that." Yeah. Um. Ba- basically. And um, and I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, dude. And I was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I love fucking horror and I love monsters and I love drawing those things. So I created this like basically a massive homage to like 1985, like, 80s horror. Yeah. But for kids. Yeah. All are kind of goosebumpsy where it's kind of like coattailing like the stories, but not more that the, the parents that are reading it can get a bit of a like, <laughs> I, know yeah. what he's, I know what he's referring uh, to. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I'm just doing my own things and I'm fucking loving it. And I'm up to, like, I've, you know, I wrote the script and then um, uh, I'm up, I've been working on drawing it for, like, two weeks now. I'm up to, like, page 60 or something of it, of the yep. drawing phase. And then after the drawing phase, you go into the uh, inking and uh, colouring phase kind of thing. And then I'm going to – and I'm not even going to, like, show it to my publisher. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to show it to anyone, like, really, as in, like, no one in the book industry until it's finished. Yep. Like, fuck it. And I'm like, this is it. It's done. You'd be like, you take it as is. You take it as is. Oh, I'm not, I don't mean, I don't mind changing little bits and bobs, yeah. but like, but this is it. This is my idea. This is what I want to do. This is the thing that makes me happy when I draw it. Like, yeah. And if it works, it works. That's awesome. But yeah. And I it's a graphic that. novel. Yeah. Which I haven't done in ages, which, uh, which is why I started my career. And then I haven't done it since then. And nothing's ever been, I feel like, as satisfactory as satisfying as my first graphic novel that I did. So I'm just going back yep. to that kind of shit. Fun, dumb, horror, monsters. Sounds awesome. Portals. I love portals. Portals. You portals, love, man. You you love get, portals. need to get anywhere in a kid's story, yep. open a portal. portal. That's why you like Rick and Morty so much. Portals. No. No? I just like that because it's good, good. But yeah, but I get those vibes, yeah. 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 That's fair. Okay. Well, I've not been doing anything as exciting. I bought a new car. Oh. I know. What sort? I bought a little Hyundai what, i30. What color is it? It's black. Oh. Yep. Gets dirty easy. That's all I know about. Probably. That. I don't know. It was just like we needed a car, so we we've been trying to go one car, but it's just not convenient and sustainable when I work in the city and Liz does not. So yeah. I bought a car, and uh, yeah, it's awesome. I love it, and now I don't have to go pick her up. Oh, so you kept the old car as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, so now she's got a car. So that, because usually. So you got two cars now, paying two, two sets of insurance, two sets of like, fees. Yep, I love that. Oh, really? I, no. Oh. Fucking hate that. Um, yeah, well, it's great because usually I'd come out, I'd drop her at work before I come out here to record. Didn't have to. So I didn't have to. And then usually whatever I'm doing, I have to. So by the time I get home now, I live 
quite a distance away from you, mm. like a good hour and a bit. Um, we never used to. We used to live like down the road. Just down the road. Um, but yeah, so whatever I do, I'd, I'd get back home and literally sit down for an hour to 45 minutes then have to get up and go back and get her and come home again. So now I don't have to do that. Excellent. It brings excellent. me joy. So yeah, nothing as exciting as writing a book, but I have joy. It's all good. What are we talking about this week since this is your show and you organize everything? I do, yes. Um, so we are going to talk about horror comedy this week. Ooh. So, uh, I mean, look, you've got horror, you've got comedy. They're two very separate emotions, funny and fearful, yet the two complement each other so very well. Um, now, there are three types of uh, horror comedy films that you can get. You've got the black or dark comedy, which contains morbid scenes, usually so outrageous that they are seen as funny. Um, they usually deal humorously with subjects that are usually treated with respect, a.k.a. like the reanimator. Oh, yeah, with um, the cat? Yep, with the cat. Um, you've got the parody, which is a ridiculous uh, imitation that strives to mock all genre conventions. Uh, it's generally played strictly for laughs. So your films like Young Frankenstein, Dracula Dead and Loving It, and of course, like the main one that everyone everyone references is like Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein, which oh, really? I've never seen and I really should. Oh, yeah, I just don't like Abbott and Costello as a concept and a, and okay. a comedy duo. I just yeah. never liked it. That's fair. Also, I think it's just a little bit out of my like age bracket. Yeah. I mean, I still like going back and revisiting a lot of those films. It's fun. Um, and then finally, you've got the spoof, which is light and... Uh, excuse me, a light and humorous imitation that makes good-natured fun of its target but treats the genre with, with respect. So more often or not, they are mistaken for the real thing. So something like Vampire in Brooklyn. The Eddie Murphy film? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Which so, I, I haven't seen that because I was just like, oh, vamp Eddie Murphy. I saw it in the 90s. That's how long ago I saw it. When it was relevant? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we thought we'd sit down and we'd talk about a few of our favourite ho horror comedies and uh, we definitely have a long list of honourable mentions. Yeah, so a lot of them um, we've done episodes on, so we didn't want to go on about films that we've already gone on about for hours, so yep. there's, a, there's a bunch of honourable mentions at the end. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you're an avid listener, you'll, you'll realise that we've just kind of scooted over a bunch of these kind of things. Definitely. Um, so I'll kick us off today. Um, highly, highly criminally underrated film. Uh, it is a dark comedy called Spontaneous. No. Um, it is 2020 release film. So basically it, the premise is this, this class of students in a high school um, just randomly begin exploding. Like literally. That spontaneously exploding? Not... not not combusting, but Combust exploding. So they'll just be sitting in class doing something and then all of a sudden one of them just explodes and there is blood and guts and visceral everywhere. Um, so then the whole premise of this film is around this class being monitored by like scientists um, and trying to figure out like why is this is happening. Is it just one class? Yeah, it's just like the senior, the senior class. Do um, you find out? Or is I, it? No. You don't. It's left open-ended. Because the film itself... Is not about that. Is not about that. This film becomes like this teen romance of, you know, this girl meets this boy and they kind of like fall in love and they're trying to have like this teen romance in the midst of literally everyone blowing up, knowing that at any minute they too could blow up. 
Um, so it's just one of those films that just it treats itself seriously, but then you've just got all these fucking kids exploding. <laughs> so it's 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 aimed to be more of like a teen romance with blood. Um, and it is it is highly underrated. It kind of just flew under the radar for so many people, but I definitely recommend that you got to check out Spontaneous. That definitely sounds like m- contains morbid scenes, so it rages that they are funny yes. and, under your black, dark comedy <laughs> yes. explanation. Uh, I haven't seen that, so I cannot comment on it. I did look up just then. It like if you if you showed me that that poster i would yep. never watch this film no and that's the thing like this was recommended to me by someone else who said exactly the same thing like it had popped up a couple of times and they're like why would i watch this this is why is this in the horror section why 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 and then they watched it and they're like fuck this is absolutely amazing everyone should watch it i watched it and uh yeah it was so so much fun nice so it's also um it also says if you liked this you would like the kissing booth too no. Oh, part two? Just part two, not part yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. The kissing booth. After a, lo- ro- a romantic summer together, Noah and Ellie must adjust to a long-distance relationship as he leaves for Harvard and she begins her senior year of high school. And like that's the kind of film that... Unless they're exploding. I don't want to fucking watch that. There's The Kissing Booth 3 as well. I don't care about that. For oh. the love of God, no. Uh, all right, Dan, what's on yours? Um, I'm just going to start from the top and work my way down. First one, one of my favorite films. Yeah. I mean, we have done this as an episode, but I, have we? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we have. But I had to mention it. Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, this would be a spoof? Is this a, yes. Well, this, like, I would put this under sort of, spoof I would put slash this. homage? Uh, yeah, it's definitely spoosh, spoosh. I've got, I've got my Invisalign in. I've got my lisps going on. Uh, spoof slash dark comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it, well, this is the film that, you know, it ruins all the other films yeah, because of its, it like, storytelling. Uh, we all know what Cabin in the Woods is about. It's just a, should we work? Yeah, yeah, we should talk about it. Yeah. Just in case you're that one person in the world who hasn't seen. The only problem with Cabin in the Woods is it has Joss Whedon to do with it, and I just don't like Joss Whedon. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, don't get me wrong. I like what Joss, all the shit John... Joss Whedon creates. I love Firefly. I've never watched Buffy. <laughs> what else did he do that I really liked? He did a bunch of things. I'm pretty certain that was it. Yeah, it was just Firefly I liked. The Avengers. Yeah, no one liked that. <laughs> I um, anyway, he did this one he, uh, in his like peak of when everyone thought he was still not a creep, not mm-hmm. a fucking psychopath ab- abuser. Yep. Um. Cabin in the Woods, it's a yeah a spoof on horror films. Basically, he takes the idea of horror films as every film that we are watching is an event that has happened that has to happen in real life because um, there are like giant elder gods that need these sacrifices to go a certain way and or they end the world. And so or an organisation around the world like cr- creates these Situ- uh, uh, fabricates or creates these situations that these gods get appeased every year so they don't destroy the world. And this is like set in modern day. So stuff like, and they, they're always like, you know, they have to have a fool. I can't remember like the thing. There's like the, the fool, the virgin, the jock, and the. Yeah, shit like that. Like, you know, the, the yeah. horror trope characters yeah. are the, and 
the tropes are from these gods of the thing, the certain sacrifices they need. So they have to set up, and the people have to they have to not know that they're in it. They have to do it willingly. So these guys set these like situations up. So like when you're watching, say like fucking like Candyman or something like that, or not even Candyman. Um, you're, or yeah, they that this organization has set up a a, a, a this shit to happen. Yeah. Naturally. Yes. Even though it's still like uh, uh, not real, as in like it's set in, it's fantasy kind of thing. Like yeah. that, there are these gods and there are these ghosts and there are the poltergeists and possessions and shit. But they instrument instrument it to happen. Yes. So we don't get destroyed. And like, so then you you realize by the end, like every movie you've ever watched is just another example. And every country does it. Yes. So only one person needs to do it, but every country does it just in case one yeah. of the other countries don't pull it off kind of thing. And so every film that you've watched is an exa- another example of one of the years of them trying to yeah. fulfill this ritual. So you got all Japanese horror is like Japan trying to do it. And yeah. like, you know, and it's, Which is fu- fascinating. it's a fucking wicked idea. And like you, when you're watching, you're just like, oh my God, I can't watch anything again the same because I know it's just... <laughs> These dudes. And so, you know, they have to have, like, you know, the, the uh, you know, the slut, you yeah. know, or inverted commas, the slutty character, you know, have sex. You know, they have the rules in horror that, you know, yeah. you have sex, you die. So they, like, you know, help it along by, like, releasing a gas that makes people make bad decisions as yes. well and, like, want to have sex and stuff. So they control the situation. And they're this company, a business. So you've got this business side of it where they're all suits in offices and stuff. And it's just fucking wicked. Yeah. It is. It's. It's probably one of the best film, like horror films, um, ever made. Yeah. I look. I would probably say that. And it's got the most indulgent fucking ending. Like, if I was a kid, and I was watching this film, I'd be like, "Oh man, imagine this happened." And it does. It does. Yeah. And it's like, so it's like the twelve-year-old me writing the end of this film, yep. and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah. Just, oh, fuck yeah. Love everything about it. It's got fucking Thor in it as well. It does. A very young Chris Hemsworth. Um. As the jock, the sport dude. Yeah. But I love it at the start of the film, they're not actually those characters. No. Like he's a real caring kind of guy who's really into reading and academic. But they, through the th- the space of the film, twist him into the character by like, you know, making him, yeah. like. Well, even the, the, the slutty um, characters, like she, bec- she, at one point she says that she's changed her hair colour. So she, she's become a blonde. Yeah. Out of nowhere. So what it is is it's all the hair dye. Yeah, they've, the ha- they've gotten to the hair dye and they've seeped in like pheromone or whatever all, to make her all more of these like chemicals dumber. To make her dumber. To make her with like the blonde bimbo. Oh man, it's fucking such a good movie. Watch it. We have kind of given a shitload of it away, but yeah, but there's still and so if much you, if more. You have, if you've seen it before, give it another watch. Yeah, it's a fucking sick film. I always like. It's one of those films. It's on my like. In my top film list, and yeah. if like you come over to my house and you haven't seen it, it's like, oh my god, you haven't seen that? We're watching it right now. Yeah, it's one of those films. Oh, I love those films. Oh. All right, so the next one on my list is Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. This is a 2010 film, and this one is 100% a spoof movie. So this takes the sort of the the redneck hillbilly murderers and the cabin in the wood vibe uh, and the teens. It takes that, but it just sort of throws it 
just turns it around. So I've got this on my list to watch. So I'm here actually yeah. listening to you as a listener going, oh, I want to watch yeah, this. So I can't give too much away because we definitely have to watch it. But basically, uh, Tucker and Dale, these two hillbilly guys, they've bought a cabin out in the woods. They're going out there for the weekend. They're going to like do up the cabin. They're going to have drinks and beers, just spend some time. It's their holiday home. They work hard. There's no girls. No girls. Um, while they stop off to get, you know, gas and a couple of supplies. Is there a doomsayer? A group of... I think there is a doomsayer, but there's a group of uh, teens that rock up and, you know, so you get all of those little moments of like, if this was a horror film. Are they kind of outside the horror, as in like, there's all the moments happening around and they're just in it? Yes. Yeah. So they're just like in the middle of a horror film, but they're not the protagonist. Pretty much. So like at one point, like... Uh, Dale, uh, he's just this lovable like oaf guy. He wants, he thinks one of the girls is cute, so he's like, "Oh, I might go talk to her." But for some reason, he's holding a sickle, and he kind of walks <laughs> over there, and he's like, "Ah, uh, are you kids going out to the out of the woods?" <laughs> he becomes the doomsayer, and then he becomes like the character that they're all fearing. And then, of course, like they all go their separate ways. They go out to the the, the cabin, and all of this stuff starts happening. Where these these kids just start accidentally dying, just, and is literally accident. So he's like, you know, you've got Tucker there, and he's like, oh, we're having a real doozy of the, these college kids just keep coming up and killing themselves on my property. Yeah, <laughs> and in all of the most ridiculous ways. So this film just completely takes all of these different sort of uh, tropes and ideas, and it just it turns it into a 100% comedy, which is just absolutely fantastic. Um, probably one of my favourite horror comedies of all time. Ooh. Definitely. This is, and it's just a fun rewatch film as well. And it's got the girl from 30 Rock. Which one? Uh, Katrina Bowden, the, the secretary. The young girl. The young girl? Yeah, who's the young girl? Um, what, the girl from Kick-Ass? No, 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 no. In, in 30 Rock. Um, she's... She's always on her phone. She's oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 her. yeah, yeah she's right. in it. Oh fuck! What's her name in Thirty Rock? Now you got me. Yeah. Yep. But she's in it. Um. So yeah, I one hundred percent like we are gonna have to do this as an episode. Um. Well, I won't watch it then, motherfucker. Yeah, just wait. Uh. Yeah. So Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. One hundred percent. Get on it if you've not watched it. Mm mm mm. All right. My next one is uh, what we do in the shadows from two thousand fourteen. The film, the TV show is also good. Did you yes. like? Did you like the TV I show? I haven't watched all of it. I like the TV show more than I liked the movie. No. I didn't like the movie. It's because Matt Berry's in the TV show, and Matt Berry is one of the funniest men in the entire world. But <laughs> just everything about <laughs> uh, Matt Berry's like humor is just how he delivers a line. Yeah, he can just say anything, but he's just like "fuck you" yeah. or shit like, <laughs> like that. Anything like, he does, and I he love. points when yeah. he does shit, but he doesn't point at what he's like. Yeah, everything about him is just crazy funny. Anyway, he is not in this film. He is not. Um, but like, so this is a Taika Watiti, Watiti, mm-hmm. I don't yep. know how to say his last name, and a Jermaine Clement, Clement thing. So he's, uh, Jermaine is one of the Flight of the Concords guy, the guy yep. with the lips and the low voice. Yes. Um, together they created this comedy horror, which is called What We Do in the Shadows, which follows mockumentary style, a bunch of vampires who live in a house. And it's just, it's just funny. Yeah. I just liked everything about it. Like. Just uh, because it is a fucking... Those two are obviously very Kiwi. 
Yes. It is just that whole, like, that Peter Jackson style of humour. Like, they understand that the, everyone thinks that the Kiwi accent's funny. So you've got yep. a bunch of vampires with Kiwi accents. You've also got a bunch of werewolves with Kiwi accents. And, like... We're werewolves, not swearwolves. Yeah, they're like a men's group. They're basically yep. like a, a, a werewolf support group. So they're like, you know... And, like, I always remember, like, the bit where he's just... You know, when they transform, he's like, you got to wear your stretchy pants. Like, as in tracks, <laughs> yeah, pants, yeah, they call yeah. them stretchy pants? Yeah. You have to wear your stretchy pants. It'll ruin your pants. And like, just <laughs> shit like that. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know why I just like this film. It's just funny and well, dumb. Yeah. And it's five vampires. I think it's five or four vampires. They're living together. Yeah. And they're all different, like, time periods of vampires that have been in, in film. So you've yes. got, like, your, your fucking, um, what's that? You've the, got a Nosferatu. Yeah, the old, like, real old, yeah. like, one yeah. who's, like, lives up in the attic. And they're scared of him because yes. this is so fucking freaky. And, like... And you've got like your, you know, your nineteenth century ones. You've got like your, you know, they're all just different time periods, and they're just like they all live as these housemates, and they kind of get along, but they're really, they really they just have to live together because yeah. they're, um, they're gonna live. Yeah, but I like it, it as well because it sort of takes the takes the vampire genre, and it kind of just sort of I don't know, like it doesn't. They're not all rich and famous and they've not done all these crazy things. It's just a bunch of guys living in a share house. Yeah, it's basically kind of a documentary like, about some dudes that live together. Yeah, they just like happen to be vampires. Low socioeconomic vampires. Yeah. And but they still dress in their time periods. Yeah, like, which they, I they, find they, so peculiar. Well, they're just like... they Up, don't Update. Get, yeah. Ah, it's great. It's kind of got the... Oh, I mean, one of my other other favorite films is like that. You know, the only lovers left alive, and it's kind yes. of got the same vibes, but a hundred percent different. Like, oh yeah, it's just a modern take on like if vampires were around in now or in two thousand fourteen, what would they be doing? Like, because they can't like take over the world or anything like that, and they're just a bunch of idiots, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And there's a dude, and then they've all got like, there's one character in it that's just not a vampire, and they all love him. Yeah, because he wants to be a vampire. Is that what it is? He's like their Renfield. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, just just a great, great, beautiful comedy. And Tyker's is funny. Oh, he is. Like I don't care what anyone says. I th- I think Thor Ragnarok is the best Marvel film. Yeah. And like people are like, well, it's not traditional. And I, you know, he took Thor, and he's like, you know, he kind of like didn't make it a Thor film. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like since he came out, that is the Thor character now. Every film after that, even if he hasn't written it. Yeah. Has been that Thor. Yeah. That kind of funny, kind of... Well, because the first... Tyker humor. The, the new one, even... The two Thor films were very average. Oh, but the second Thor film is, like, in my opinion, the worst Marvel film. Probably. That fucking red one, whatever it's called, the fucking... You know, they had the red Infinity Rock, whatever. Like, it's yeah. the worst. Yeah. What's it called? It's so bad, I can't remember. It's like... Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that film is the worst. And Thor's character is this. I mean, he was getting a little bit fleshed out in the in the other ones. Like, they had that whole... But the first one, he was just kind of like a buffoon. Yeah. He was just, like, out of touch with reality. Yeah. He you was, know what I mean? He was like, a god. He was, you know, smashing he things like, and not interacting. Like, I am a god. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. That is the comedy. Where in this one, they, they gave him, like, more of a mm. thing. And in the new film, that uh, which hasn't come out yet, is... What is it called? Um, Love, Love and, and Thunder. Thunder. It looks like they're just 100% going with that vibe. That's not done by Tyker, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, fuck yes. Cause you... I didn't know because I don't watch trailers. So I'm just like, I, I watch it when it comes out. Yeah. I saw like one flash of it and I was like, oh, I hope it's him. Just in the back of my mind. Yeah. No. It's I saw Tyker. him doing those rope things with the big chains. That's all I saw. And I went, yeah. 
because he's like fat now. He's still got his his pot belly while he's doing it. Which yeah, is great. and I assume there's gonna be a montage, like oh, a fitness montage. I better get a fucking montage. Well, because Tyke has also just done um, a TV series called Our Flag Means Death, where he plays a pirate. Um, which I haven't watched yet. He does all these weird, like... He does. Because he, he played the... He was fucking Hitler. The Hitler one, yeah. And he played... Did he write that or did he just play Hitler? I think... I th- well, I think nah, he... it would be him, I reckon. Oh, I... Because that was a that was kind of serious, that film. Did you watch it? Yes, I loved it. It was yeah, so good. There were some real fucking crazy moments in it when he's in the wall Very and shit. Very upsetting. But... Um, but yeah, like, I think he... I don't think the concept was his, but I believe he directed it. I love he cop flack for it because they're like, oh, that's not what Hitler was like. And he's like, I wasn't Hitler. Yeah. I was the version of Hitler that a child would think is what Hitler is. Yeah. So, like, that's, like, you're an idiot. Yeah. If you think, like, it's not historically accurate because I wasn't. I was the imagination version of how a kid sees Hitler. And I'm like, fuck yeah, man. That's what was so funny. Like, yeah. Oh, I loved that film. <laughs> and yeah. it was so childish because, like, it's a kid's mind creating him. Like, fuck, that film's good. Yes. I look forward to checking out because it's also got the the guy from Flight of the Concords, the the manager. Oh, uh, Murray? Yeah, Reese Darby, I think. Because yeah, he's in what we do in the show as well. He's the yes. king of the werewolves. And he that, is, Because yeah. his voice is just so funny. Yep. Well, so, yeah, so it's basically uh, him and Tyker are like two feuding pirates. Oh, man. Yeah, sounds... I've got to track it down. i got to watch be... it. i got to watch it. Funny. I, I've heard nothing but good things. How so. does I? I've, I've, I'm scared that he's gonna like just overdo him his comedy. Like his comedy is just gonna become oh it's Taika comedy. Yeah, I get it. Because like it's so refreshing in the Marvel universe because mm. it was so like it was so out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, fuck it. And then having like people like Goldblum in it, and they're just like let him go, let, <laughs> let him be Goldblum. Yeah. Like well you can't let him be anything but Goldblum. Yeah. Like just let him go. Like, let him, those lines in, like, Thor where he just, just stops talking. Yeah. Because he's just, like, when he says, oh, he's old. He's that's now he's old as me. But he just stops. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. How's people just stop? I've never seen that in a film where just no. someone just stops their line. No. Fucking <laughs> Goldblum. Goldblum. Anyway, we could talk about Tiger all day, but instead we're going to talk about Zombievers. This is one hundred silent. <laughs> this you are lucky that I hard I've, sniff. Yeah, you have not watched this film. You are lucky that I've not made you watch this film. You are one hundred percent gonna hate this film. Uh, this is definitely another spoof movie, but also it yeah, it is it does air on the ridiculousness. So a group of college friends they head out to a cabin in the woods for like a weekend of drinking and partying. Uh, but unfortunately, thanks to a toxic spill, the 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 beavers that uh, live in the, the area beavers. the beavers that have built a dam, uh, they are zombies. So basically they have to survive the the night as these zombievers make... If you get bitten by a zombie beaver, do you turn into a zombie? I'm not giving that away. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I kind of... I <laughs> just say no. No, no, no. no that, that's cool. I won't. I won't. Uh... Um, but this this one is... This is a J. This is 100% a Gen special. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, you've got animatronic puppet fucking zombievers attacking people and just, like, you know, you've got people 
just throwing beavers at people offset and no, they're catching them and having that like that fake tussle in the in the bathroom as you're dealing with this like little animatronic beaver you've got some great gore scenes like it delivers very well on the the blood and the gore and everything like that um beavers have big teeth they really do does, it, does anyone get patted by their tail no i think someone gets beaten like beaten with it but i can't yeah, remember yeah, quite possibly. But, yeah, so you, you've got all the stereotypical kind of, like, teens that are there and then them just trying to get through this zombie apocalypse. Zombie. Is it got, are there puppets? Yeah, it's, is, it's is all practical effects. Puppets? Puppets. Yeah, all practical effects, animatronics, everything like that. It's not, like, shitty. Not like those those fucking films that you like, those, like, ones with the tarantulas. And, oh, I love them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. And it's just, like, the dodgy CG. No, 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 no. no what, this... what is that genre of, of horror? Because that's a thing now, it eh? Is. That cheap... They're generally, like, the sci-fi horrors like cheap... from the sci-fi channel. Yeah. Oh, they're all on Tubi. Yeah, I love Tubi. So Tubi's, they're all like, like, the greatest. Tubi, whatever Tubi. you say. They're all, like, yeah, they've, all, they've only got CG in them. Mm-hmm. Like, even the blood is CG. Like, yes. they don't even have buckets of blood in them no and they're all just badly filmed but like but yeah. they're definitely a genre it is it, like, a subgenre I, of I love horror those because they they purposely make them like those sharknado films and all that they yeah. kind of splurted out of that where people were like oh people like that shit well there's like mega boa versus titanoboa and then there's like mega oh, yeah. tarantula but then there's like the level under those yes. ones and they're like they're still like that fuck birdemic shock yeah. terror film land shark Land shark. Yeah. It's like Grizzly Shark in you know, that comic. Oh, yes. It's great. Nice. That's um, oddly. It's the guy who did uh, Draws Invincible. Oh, interesting. Uh, yes. Zombievers. I, I think like a lot of people, uh, if you've seen it, you'll sort of go, yeah, that's that's a gen film. Um, but if you haven't, maybe go watch it. No. Nah. I don't think it's actually streaming on anything in Australia, which sucks. Oh, but really? you should just buy it's it. Probably it's on YouTube. Yeah, probably. So many free. Do you know what I realized the other day? Because I use a, I use a, uh, a, a media sharing platform called Plex. Yes. Do you know Plex? Yep. Do you know Plex has films on it? Really? Yeah, I had no idea. Like okay. free, and its horror section is like good. Oh. So like I was like, so you, you know, you download Plex, you put files on your computer and um, of films that you own already. <laughs> And uh, and it basically it goes through and it finds the cover image, the write up, the actor. He basically gets all the information of the film and stores it like uh, like a Netflix style. But you yeah. can have the files. And, um, is it native on your computer? though they say? I guess so. You know, like you have the files. It kind of just and you can watch and it will play any file. So you know, like back in the days, you used to download. Oh, I can't play an AVI. Yes. Or anything to watch on. This just like, deals with all that shit. Yeah. Like so, yeah. plays all files and stuff like that. And then you so you can have all your mo- your movies. Um, on your Plex, on your computer, and if then you put Plex, uh, the app on, say, your Apple TV or your phone or your iPad and you log into your account, it'll s- stream all your films from your computer to those devices. Interesting. So that's how I watch all my films. Like yeah. I've got films on my computer as files that I, I own all the co- copies of their backups. And I, um, I yeah, I, I, I stream it to my Plex and it yeah. works perfectly. And then on the other day I went I kept scrolling down on my Plex and like there are Plex films now. So like Tubi, it's got its all its sections for and it's like you like judging on the shit that you've put on your Plex, here's what you want. Because they're all horror because yeah. like I watch so much horror. 
And um, yeah, there's a bunch on there. I saw like Nine of the Living Dead Part Three. Ooh. I, there was a whole, just a whole bunch. There was a whole bunch that we've done episodes on as yeah. well. And I was like, oh, I could have just watched it here. Yeah. Without thinking. Well, because that's the thing. Like anytime I think about a movie, I'm like, oh, we should watch that. And I generally don't bother checking where it, where I can find it. Like, is it streaming on a thing? Until I've said, we're going to watch this film. And I'm like, fuck, where do we find it? And then I generally just find it on YouTube or I buy it, whatever. I don't care. Of course you do. Of course I do. Physical media. Yay. <sighs> um, but yeah, like I definitely want definitely want some Plex time. Yeah. look at. Do you use Plex? No. It's weird. Yeah, I should. Everyone. I, got, I Everyone I know. Because like, as soon as you put a movie in there, it just uh, downloads everything for it. And it gives you all the versions of the poster cover art. You can choose which one you want and Ooh. like everything. Yeah, okay. I'm, Anyhow. I'm doing it. I'm going to get Plex. Um, is it my shot now? It is your shot. My next one is the Jim Jarmusch film. Jim Jarmusch. From 2019 called The Dead Don't Die, which I think mm. is maybe his only kind of horror film. I'm trying to think of... I think so. Oh, apart from Only Lovers Left Alive. Well, yeah. So Jim Jarmusch, if you don't know who he is, he is definitely a a roller coaster ride of a film director. This dude is like avant-garde, fucking experimental art film. Uh, some of his films that like you know went good is one called Dead Man, you know, with Johnny yes, Depp, yep. black and white. Um, completely, the soundtrack is Neil Young, just watching the film and plays it, and just one take did the whole film. Because well, that's just how fucking Neil Young works. He only does one take. Yep. That's his thing with heaps of his records. One take, first drop, did it. That's because that's to him. That's the song. Mm. The song is not polishing it up. It's the vibe of playing it the first time. So a lot of the Neil Young songs are just the song. The first time he records it is the first time it's played. Damn. And uh, he does a whole bunch of other like. So I got into Jim Jarmusch through my wife, who was obsessed with uh, his films. He has a lot of experimental films. There are some, are, I can say, unwatchable. Yep. Um, he has one called The Limits of Control, which is like black and white, like three hours or some shit, and it's just like a dude in a suit, I think. So it's like an African-American guy walking around America at nighttime. And it's just following him. He just walks around. He sits down. And then there'll just be a conversation of people next to him. Yep. And that's just the film. And it's just him walk. And it's just like, hard to watch. You know what I mean? Yep. Did he do coffee and cigarettes? He did do coffee and cigarettes, which I quite like. Yeah. So he he takes the medium of film and he tries to do something with it, which is, he's an art art film dude. And like some of them work. Some of them don't. Some of them are the best things I've ever seen. Like only love is left alive. Well, that's experimentation go- for you. And and that is uh, what are some other ones? He's, he's, he's done heaps. There's a he did he did one like a samurai one with the rapper, um, uh, ghost dog, ghost dog. So he did um. Oh, ghost. You're gonna Google it. Yeah, because this is worth talking about. Yeah, ghost dog. So he, in, yeah, Jim Jarmusch, uh, 1999, the worst year of horror, yeah. <laughs> he um, he did one called Ghost Dog, which is basically, uh, who is the guy in it? Ghost Dog is Forrest Whit- Whittaker? Oh, yeah, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. Whittaker? I just read that completely wrong. And it basically just modern day, he's like a samurai, but he's like in modern day, he just, but he He's like a, a modern day guy who lives by the code of the samurai. 
Yeah, right. In like New York. I think he's homeless as well. And it's like a Zadoichi like, story. Like, yeah. And like, I think so. Like, he's a contract killer though. Yeah. Who lives by, yeah, it's weird. So yeah, just shit like that he does. Like, and you're just like, what the fuck? But then every now and then he'll just do like a, a film that's just totally out there or he'll just do something that, um, and have you seen what he looks like? No. Jim Jarmusch looks like, you know, the collector from the Marvel Universe? Oh, God. You really? know that, that character? Yes. He looks like him. He may have even... Oh, he pl- really does. Yeah, I know. Maybe he was like an influence. Oh, fuck, he really does. <laughs> I know. It's, it's really weird. He has done a lot of films. He did one recently called Patterson. So he, he's, recently he's really worked a lot with um, Adam Driver. Yes. Um, I haven't even started talking about my film yet, but I will go. And he did one called Patterson, which was just about the town Patterson with Adam Driver, and it was nothing. Yeah. It was just like uh, very Jim Jarmusch in the, in the thing where like, this is one I should have skipped. <laughs> um, yeah, there are so many of his films. There are so many I haven't watched, and, and I never will. And, I mean, I should. But anyhow, he did <laughs> The Dead Don't Die. And so this is his take on a fucking zombie comedy. Yeah. So this is coming from, this is a deep dude doing a, a zombie comedy. He has main characters, Adam Driver. Yeah. If you don't know who Adam Driver, it's fucking Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um, it's that guy who does a lot of really good films like mm. Black Klansman. Have you seen that shit? I still haven't watched it. Fuck, man. That movie's intense. Yeah, I got to watch it. Adam Driver is an actor. Yes. He is a, he is the word he embodies the word of act of an actor like that dude is good, mm. um, and he's co co stars in this with fucking Bill Murray, <laughs> who is one of the hardest fucking dudes apparently to work with in Hollywood, which is so disturbing yeah. for many people. But... but not away from he's not a fuckhead. He's just hard to work with, mm-hmm. um, and they're apparently, yeah. But it's just weird because, like, Bill Murray works with people like like uh, Wes Anderson all the time and that, mm. and they must just click. Yeah, well, I guess that's the thing. Like, in, unless you just have to know each click. other. And he, or maybe Bill Murray just really has to respect you. Like, yeah. Or he just doesn't give you fucking time of day. doesn't mm. matter. I don't know. Dead don't die. Small American town. Uh, Twin Peaksy. you know, those kind of towns. Like, yes. not Twin Peaks as in crazy, but Twin Peaks as in, like, those small... Uh, diner town, yeah, it's, you know, it's just a little. The little... cops dress in brown, <laughs> you know, like those cops. Yeah, uh, the main two characters are the police, mm-hmm. and basically, it's a zombie, uh, apoc- not apocalypse, but, uh, outbreak. Yeah, it's happening in the small town, and but these people are so laid back that like. It's, it's hard to explain this film, it, eh? it, like, it kind of is, yeah. So there's this running gag of, like, everyone gets mutilated. Yes. Like, and, then, and the cops rock up to the scene. There's been a murder. And everyone, it's just like this joke of, like, could have been a bear. <laughs> and how did the bear get in? And, like, you know what I mean? Like, this real yeah. dry, yeah. dry humour in this thing. Um. We also get Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. You can't go. She's one of my. Samurai. She may be one of my favourite actresses, I she reckon. She is definitely probably one of mine, too. She is also in Only, Only Lovers Left Alive yeah. as a as a fucking ageless vampire, which is perfect for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to kind of give away, but like this this film really starts to go strange. It does. When they start men- mentioning Jim. 
yes. as the director. And the main character, Adam Driver, doesn't have a problem with any of the shit happening because he's like, I read the script. Yeah, because it's in the script. Jim showed me the script. <laughs> and they're like, what? And you're like, what? What? Yeah. What's going on? And it just starts to get weird. But then, like, it does. And it just goes into, like, this, like, what? what? How? Okay, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. And then uh, the end's very strange. It is. But it is so fitting for Tilda Swinders' character. You're just like, I agree. Yes. I Yeah, I was like, yeah. And you're left at the end. And I always like, the first time I watch it, I'm like, I think I hated that film. I think I hate it. And that happens a lot with Jim Jarmusch films. Yeah. I, I think I hate them. But then I'm drawn back to them. Yeah. First time I saw Black Rainbow, Beyond the Black Rainbow, I thought I hated it. Yeah. Couldn't not go back. I had to go back and watch it again. Yeah. Did I hate it or did I love it? And they're my, they're my like, and I'm not going to use that fucking elevated, elevated horror. Yep. Because this isn't elevated horror or is it? It's Jim Jarmusch. It's Jim Jarmusch. Like, He's just uh, on a Or plane. Jarmusch. I don't know how you say his name. I've already said Jamush. Yeah. And I think that might be how you say it. I might be right. I'm probably not. But fuck, man. The dead don't die. Yeah. Watch it. It's just... Well, it's, a, okay, it's very so you've slow. you've also got Iggy Pop in it. He plays a uh, zombie. Uh, yeah, Chloe, that's... Chloe Savigny is in it and she's like... Oh, it's like a fucking qu- super movie. Queen of indie films. Uh, Steve Buscemi, of course, is in it. Like... Yeah, Rosie Perez is in it. Like you, it's definitely Selena Gomez. Yep, Tom Waits. Tom Waits, of course. Tom Waits is in it. Danny Glover's in it. Oh yeah. Fuck this film, man! Like, think about those actors you just got in all those in those scenes. Like, my god, I'm gonna rewatch it again. You should. I just want to watch. And and it has that that slow burn. Because these people have nothing but time on their hands. Yeah, in this exactly. Town, and that's how they. Uh, that's how they roll. That's right. It's all in. And good like they're time. in the like, they're like they're driving their car, and like there's a song on the radio called "The Dead Don't Die." Yes. And he goes, oh, the song's real good." And he goes, "Well, it should be. It's the song for the film." <laughs> and he just ignores it. Like, yeah. Oh man. Which I have as well. I've got the the vinyl for "The Dead Don't Die." Just that song. Just like a, an yeah. LP, what yeah. are, no, what are they called? Like a, a, a single? Yeah. Like the little records? Yeah. A 12 inch? Yes. <sighs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, so good. So um, yeah, I'm glad I put that on my list and I remembered it. And it is very comedy. Yes. There is like a lot of weird comedy, dry black comedy. What what does that go under? Parody? Um, I would probably dark put Dark comedy? It, yeah, it would definitely be dark comedy, but probably... I would probably say it also falls in parody over spoof because it mocks But it also is a spoof as well. It, like, is. it may be all Jim genre. Jamoosh is all three. It's the the fourth category. Yeah. Jamoosh. Yeah. <laughs> the Jamoosh category. Uh, okay. Well, the last one on my list is Happy Death Day. Now, I got you to watch this I film. I fucking love this film. You loved this film. It is definitely a dark comedy, probably spoofing a little bit as well. And the second one isn't horror. The second one is it's science sci-fi. fiction. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically this girl, uh, she sort of wakes up in a time warp and she's a being... A time loop. Time loop, yep. And she's being murdered over and over and over again. So she has to... and But it's Groundhog Day. So every time she is murdered, she wakes up, she starts the day again. She's exactly gotta, the same day. Yeah, she's got to go through. And it's a terrible through. day, like, because she wakes up with a hangover yeah. in someone else's, like, dorm room. Yeah. Yuck. 
And it's like the uh, you know the you know the morning you never want to do again, and she has to do it like hundreds of again ter- and again and again. But she so she has like all this character development throughout the whole film, and then she's also needs to figure out who is trying to kill her, why they're trying to kill her, and see if she can like stop it before. I mean, she just keeps dying like again and again, and each so it, it she doesn't is, even have to be killed by the killer either, does she? she no, because I think there's like a couple of. Where she's just testing it out. So she'll just like go and walk off into traffic, jump off a building, whatever. She's just testing it out. But it it, then it also becomes like that classic classic college kid student slasher film where she's. It's got the same vibe as in like reverse grand old days in like there's a guy. Yeah. Like, you know, because she wakes up in a guy's room who's like the most irritating guy to her because she's so vacuous at the start. Mm. He's just a nerd. Why would you like him? And by her spending so much time with him through the groundhog. You know, she she realizes that like maybe her fucking whole life is shit. Yeah, which is also and like that he isn't a bad guy. And yeah, which is so much fun. Like this film is so much fun. Like it's got rewatchability. Like anytime you in just a shitty mood and don't know what to put on, you just chuck that on. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah, second one not as good. No, um, it's not. I thought it was going to be as good, but I it just didn't have the magic of that first no. film. It had some good ideas. The second one. But it, do they need a third one? They want to do a third one. Mm, I don't one. know if it needs a trilogy. No, I don't think it does. It doesn't even need a second yeah, one. Yeah, it didn't, did it? No. But yeah, this first one because it because they take it's a, you know the the, the smart like taking the horror, the vibe of a horror film and just trying to add that extra element to it of just like, you know, you can solve it. Yep. Um, so, I can't even actually remember what happens in the end, but I remember there was a hospital. Yes, yes, there was. <laughs> That's all I can remember. And I really, really enjoyed it. I've only seen it once. And yeah. I really, really enjoyed it, though. I rewatch it. It's one of those, like, when I'm feeling a bit poo, I'll just chuck it on. You're feeling a bit poop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. For sure. All right, what's the last on your list? My last on my list is Shaun of the Dead. Of course. 2004, Edgar Wright. Simon Pegg, mm-hmm. Nick Frost, mm-hmm. and every other person that's been in every other TV, like British, British t- TV comedy, comedy like yeah. Black Book, Spaced, all that shit. Like, yeah. um, so this is the Edgar Wright one of the trilogy. Is it a trilogy? It is the Cornetto trilogy. Cornetto, that's the. I couldn't remember what ice cream. I was the Gay Time trilogy. <laughs> the Gay Time trilogy. Um, which also would have been fine. Uh, so is this the first one in it? This is. Yep. Is the world's end the third one? Yeah. Yeah. So, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. I fucking love The World's End yeah. as well. I feel that guy's pain, eh? Like the, like the idea that his life. Oh man, that's. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that. Like I'm completely fine with my life, but like I can understand how there'd be so many people like him, like yep. just wanting to relive those glory days. Anyway, Shaun of the Dead, nothing like that. Um, about Shaun. And is that oh fuck man? Two two of mine are zombie films. No three. <laughs> hey, they well they well they make zombie films funny. Yeah, because they make so many zombie films. Some of them have to be comedies. Yeah. Um, even our in our mentions, there's a whole bunch of zombie films. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're introduced to Sean. He works in uh, t- a TV sales place. Yeah, he's he's just a kind of a lazy. He's guy. a retail dude. Yeah, he's, he's just living his life. Not yeah. really amounting to anything. Or he doesn't have anything. a girlfriend or anything. He lives with his housemate. Or maybe he does have a girlfriend. I can't remember. He does have a girlfriend because yeah. he's got to go rescue her. Yeah, that's right. But he doesn't live with her. He lives with his yeah. housemate, Nick Frost, who's like... Uh, Who is a layabout, terrible, like, 
kiss ass fucking drug dealer. That's right, yeah. And a zombie apocalypse happens. It's got uh, uh, in London. It's got very like the older, uh, you know, like humanity shopping. Yeah. Uh, what's that thing like? The, the, on your phone. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. Like the the commentary on like are, are we all just like yeah. zombies to consumerism and phones and stuff like that. The, one of the great scenes that everyone remembers is like he's walking to work and the zombie apocalypse has already happened. Yeah. But he doesn't notice it. Yeah. He's like on his phone and to him they're just like you know someone comes up for change. Like, Ooh, somebody's like no no no. Don't, don't. He doesn't yeah. even look at them like, you know. Because, yeah, I mean, you... He gets all the way to work until he, before he works out that there's a zombie apocalypse. Then there's a, a, a bunch of comedy happens. There's a whole the scene where they're throwing the records at, at, yeah. in the backyard. So they're like, you know, they're, they're, they're frisbeeing records at the zombies that are sticking them and they're like going through the record collection but not yeah, throwing... but, oh, oh, no, no, you, the Batman soundtrack. No, you can't throw that Batman one. Yeah. Soundtrack. <laughs> it's rare. It's a classic. <laughs> yeah, just shit like that. So that, that, that... That kind of really pop culture humour that we all know and yep. love from fucking Simon Pegg and that. like Simon Pegg's career, man, is perfect. It is. For a dude who was that much into comics and pop culture and, like, going from, like, Big Train to Space to now he's worked on, like, all the things that he loved as a child. Yeah. Like, his Star Wars he's been in. He's been in fucking Star Trek. He's been... All the shit he loves. He has... Yeah. Gotten into it. and then created stories around all that thing, like uh, fucking uh, the fucking the alien one. What's the alien? Paul. Paul. Yeah, I love that film. That's a great film. There's so much pop culture in it. They're like them on the way to fucking uh, that. You know, they go to like cons and shit. Yeah, they go and doing the Area 51 like route because they're fucking into fandom and that. And it's like, this love of that shit, and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And the swearing in it is so good. <laughs> when that girl learns to swear, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Chris, like, you've got Kristen Wiig, so like well, Chris, everyone uh, loves her. Kristen, Kristen, Kristen Wiig, Kristen, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, yeah, you got her. And then you got fucking the alien voice by fucking Seth Rogen. I yeah. fucking love Seth Rogen. Like, Who doesn't? Like weed humor, man. Like, I mean, like, you, you can get it wrong. Yes. And he always seems to get it right. Except for Pineapple Express, I didn't like. Yeah. But I loved him. This is the end that they pay out Pineapple Express. <laughs> I hated that film. So I've fucking seen it. Fucking loved it. Seen it once, never watching it again. Gotta go back. Maybe, no. maybe it's time for a re- Maybe Now that you know all those actors better, like, how good seeing like. Michael Sarah as the biggest cockhead in the world. I fucking hate Michael Sarah. Exactly. Like, I hate him so much. And you're so supposed much. to hate him. <laughs> I hate him. And Danny McBride. Yeah, okay. Don't I fucking hated him. And like, they make him into the biggest cockhead. When he's like got Chan, Chan, Chan and Tatum as his gimp. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, all that shit's so funny, in my opinion. Yes. I, I know it's not probably. It's like I love Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back and it's shit. I love that film. But I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like. Because I, I like films about. About actors, yeah, and like where that is like about like the actors, you yeah. know, you got like fucking Jason Biggs and all that playing themselves and paying each other out, and that's what this is the end is the ultimate in that, yeah. And I like fucking the um the uh the one with the Christmas one he did like Seth Rogen the last night or whatever it's called this oh, the yeah, night yeah. before the no, night I before that one. I love that, that man when great. he's in church on drugs <laughs> he's like <sighs> he just takes all the drugs and his wife gives him all the drugs it's <laughs> such an adorable moment. Oh man, like and her like that com- that comedian, his Jillian wife. Bell. Yeah, like, man, she's his, fantastic. She, like, you could imagine her being his wife. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like, oh man, what am I talking about? Short of the dead. Oh yeah, that's right. We've gone off on a tangent. Um, yeah, short of the dead, and then you've got yeah, so you've got all these uh, beautiful comedy moments with like maybe 
the most adorable like comedy uh, real life best friend duo in the world mm-hmm. like I love that they do everything together and I've got a feeling that Nick Frost is a lot is a, is, is a lot of the writing part of their duo like I, I think a lot of the ideas and a lot of that shit. Because you always think, oh, Summer Peg seems like the guy's done a lot. I reckon he's behind the scenes, Nick Quite Frost, possibly. a lot with a lot of things. You might find that Nick Frost is like producers and a lot of films that he's not in, I reckon. I'm not, I don't, I don't know that. Yeah. I've just got this feeling. Yeah, right. Because he pops up in things every now and then. And you're like, oh, I think Frost is in that. You know what I mean? Like, mm. um, but yeah. And that is it. And uh, the only problem I have with Shaun of the Dead is that it gets too serious halfway through. The whole yeah. thing with his mum, having to kill his mum. Yeah, like that, that is just, like, even now, like, I'll still watch that and I get upset. There's no comedy at the end of that no. film. I mean, we do get, like, a couple of scenes where, like, you know, the the bartender comes in and he's a zombie and then they're, like, beating him with, with pool cues Don't to, like, to Queen. Now. Like, that's... I love know. that bit. Because yeah. you got Watson out from The Office. Yes, uh, like, and they're they're watching and they look scared, but they're but they're, they're moving in time to the music. Yeah, <laughs> like, like in a scene where they're supposed to be like, <gasps> but they're like just Duh. all these subtle moments. Yeah, like oh, man. that made me actually like that song. Yes, like I yeah. didn't listen to that Queen song before that t- that movie, and now it's on my playlist just because of that yeah. that scene. Which is, I also like the scene where like they're tr- they're sort of going through like the back. Uh, suburban areas and so they the, meet their ver- they, the ver- they yeah well they meet their like counterparts who are also on their own little the journey. same versions of them and they're all people from other shows like you got like Dylan Moran you got and Martin then- Freeman in there yeah yeah and um fucking uh what's her name from Spaced yes and um the main- Matt Lucas from Little Britain yeah yeah He's and they're well. like just, just an exact version of them yeah like telling this there's not cameraman in- no no there isn't but like it's basically like you've they've just come across another movie. Yeah. In the but yeah, oh, I love that bit. There's shit like that, man. But like the scene where he like he's trying to get a better view of what's happening and he climbs up the the toy slide and he looks and it's just like and then he step by step climbs down and he's like, It's not clear. Like just yeah, the, you know, the, he, the comedy before he, uses he just like all, all the slide steps. So good. Yeah. He and does. you were mentioning before they did like from Hot fuzz. They do redo the fence jumping scene. Yeah, well, I'm pretty certain there's like, I could be thinking of something else where he's like jumping over the fences, but like there's that bit where he goes to jump over the fence and the whole the fence just comes down. Whereas in like Hot Fuzz, um, Simon Pegg, he's doing that, but Nick Frost just like runs through the fence. Yeah, there is. I've just looked up on YouTube. There's like, so there's one that's like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz j- fence jumping scenes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that. It's 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 good fun. I don't know. Dylan Moran's in. I oh, know because. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so there's the same like. Yeah, yeah, I remember it now. Yeah, yeah. Like, you you, afraid, you haven't jumped a fence before or whatever. Yeah. Is that lady that's in a? Is she one from? Is, who is Doctor Who now? Maybe his girlfriend. I don't know. But yeah, nah, yeah. Fence jumping scene is good. You're right. So good. Might revisit that one as well. Yeah, it's always worth a watch. And it's got the whole uh, you got you got red on your shirt. Yeah, you got like, red on you. It's just a continuous joke the whole way through. Nice, nice, nice. Anyhow, we got some honourable mentions. We do because not ones that we've done movies or like, like you can't go through comedy horror without mentioning shit like Army of Darkness and Evil Dead Two and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But we've done whole episodes on that. Bad taste. Yeah. Peter Jackson's fucking finest work. 
apart from Brain Dead. Bad, bad taste and Brain Dead. Two comedy horrors that are fucking should be on this list, but because we've talked about them so many times, I don't want to like. I was trying, you know, we always try and bring new films into the fold. Yeah, definitely. I hate the word fold. It fold. reminds me of like, I don't know, like a, a cadavers, a fat cadavers, like fold. Mm. You know, they're fat fold mm. where they've never cleaned it and who knows what's in there. Probably something. Yeah. Something anyway. like a turkey sandwich. Um, you've got like Cooties as well, another zombie film. Which we've um, done. Which we have done. Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Fuck, man, that is comedy. I, yeah. that, that is just like... I tried to show that. I forgot to mention it for to my millennial friends. Yeah. They did not understand what they were watching. Oh. They went quiet. And in the quiet of like, why are we watching this? Why, why are you even showing me this? No, I, I do not accept that. Don't make loud noise or he'll keep showing us it. <laughs> if we just be quiet, he'll turn it off. They just uh, sat there and like slinking down the couch and crawling out the door. Scary movie. I, was, I hate I, scary I just want to mention it because like well, I know a lot yeah. of people are just going to like go, what about scary movie? Yeah. Um, it is definitely a spoof. Um, but scary movie is its own kind of thing. Um but then again, like scary movie, was that um, was that from like the Naked Gun? Was that National Lampoons? Uh, I don't think it was, but because like in the the early nineties, we did have a bunch of parody films. So you, you had the like Dracula Dead and Loving It. You had uh, Repossessed. Um, I did like Repossessed. I Leslie haven't Nielsen. seen it. I'm still trying to. I'm trying to track it down because it's got, it's got the scene where like. Uh, it's not Linda Blair. Is it Linda? No. Yeah, no, it is. It's her in it. It's yeah, Linda yeah. Blair. Linda Blair vomits on him and yeah. he just vomits back onto her like heaps <laughs> worse. Yeah. But then as well, you've got like Silence of the Hams and uh, Shriek If You Know What You Did Last like Friday. So they were the first ones in that kind of revamp and then it was Scary Movie that sort of hit. And I thought Shriek If You Know What I Did Last Summer was after Scary Movie. I don't think it was. It was whatever it was, it was a lower budget version. Mm. Scary movie is just dick jokes. Yeah, I hate it. Where the girl gets semen to the roof. Is that the first one? <laughs> That's or? the first one. There's like three scary movies. No, there's it's, like five or six or seven. Just kept doing them, so haven't they? many. Um, yeah. So do Party Bro Massacre did not go down with my millennials at all. And then we got that stuff sucks. like Night of the Living Dead 2. You got your 1980s comedy horrors. Like, mm-hmm. uh, only thing I remember about that is like, number one, it was vastly different from the first one. Yeah. Um, number two, it was like, all I remember is like the head that gets a screwdriver stuck in it. It's like, yeah. get that screwdriver <laughs> out of my head. <laughs> Has it got Tarman in it? I think that's time. It's like Return of the Living Dead. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Like R- Return of the Living Dead Part yes. 2 is the comedy one. And then there's Night of the Living Dead Part 2, which might have had Tarman in it. Probably wrong. Yeah. Don't know. There's so many Living Dead films. It's true. I mean, there's all recent ones as well. What was it like? Diary of the Living Dead? Day of the Living Dead? Island of the Living Dead? Fucking, I don't know. But- Diary, though. It's just like, today I got up. Went to the brain. Ate the brain. Ate, ate, ate brain. <laughs> brain. Made new friend. <laughs> ate their head. <laughs> Made them into a zombie. Now new friend. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Diary of the Dead. I'm sure that's not what it's about. I haven't watched it. Um, so, and you, the list can go on, obviously, but those are definitely... Oh, and you've got one up here, The Hunt. The Hunt. My honourable mention for the, this is The Hunt. And I cannot... And I know I say that after I, I list any films. I cannot recommend it enough. you got to check it out. Fucking you... 
need to watch The Hunt. This film is insanely it's good. It's about Helen, isn't it? It is. It's about all Helen about Hunt. Helen Hunt. She looks like Skeletor chasing, now. Chasing tornadoes. Yeah, that's exactly what it Paxton. is. So basically, it's kind of like 12 people wake up in a field and they are essentially being hunted down or tracked down and they've got to figure out what's so happening. Tell the story about what's the comedy cuz I want to watch it. I don't want to know what's going to happen. So this is a is very... it like a miss is it like it's got like spoilers? It's a big spoilery kind of vibe. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but essentially like so it's comedy. It is, but these people are there for a reason. And the thing is as well is they're all just like shit people. But shit cunts. They get one of the women who ends up there is just like this survivalist military expert. Is she a shit cunt? She's a fucking awesome cunt. <laughs> and she, so she goes through, but then we get all of these like comedy sequences with her and like with the people in the town that are all involved in this thing. Um, and it just gets progressively funnier throughout the film. So it film. starts serious. It does start serious, but it's such a subtle comedy. Like it's not a like <laughs> gut busting kind of thing. It's like this is funny. <laughs> it's it's violent. It's funny. I think it was meant to get a theatrical release, but it's one of those ones something, that suffered COVID. Something happened at the time. Like I think an event, like a school shooting or something happened, so they pulled it. Out oh, of respect. and it was in mid COVID. Yeah. So. It does. It certainly does not get the love that it needs, but every like I cannot recommend it enough. Like everyone needs to go watch this film, even if you watch it once. Like I still think about it now. I'm like, maybe I could watch that again. So yeah. Yeah, I would. Uh, there's been a whole bunch on today's list that I want to watch. Yeah. Tucker and Dale. You gotta watch Tucker the and Dale. The Hunt, and then I want to rewatch Dead Don't Die and Shaun of the Dead. Fuck. You got a movie day ahead of you. Got a movie day. Yeah. Well, so, that's it. Yeah. That's gonna be it. But before we sign off, that, that we've done it we at have. the end. Before we sign off, we'd just like to shout out to the people that interact with us, you know, over on our socials. We like to do this at the end. So, you know, get on there. Yeah. Type a hello. Even if it's like, thanks, guys. I really liked the way you didn't say my thing that I liked. <laughs> or something like that. People like, we'd like to thank, people like Adam Kister, Patrick Roberts, Adam Gillespie, Andrew Hector, Biggest Dickus. <laughs> <laughs> Dicks. Ringo Stalin and South Aussie Collector. Yeah. Um, that's just some of the people that interact with us over on some of our socials this week. You know, you know the, the uh, you know you can interact with us over on the podcast. I mean, uh, over on the uh, uh, we've got rid of YouTube. Yes, I should have mentioned that last episode. And I forgot. We no, it's have, fine. I I said in the the end we are no longer available on YouTube. Yeah, just and we just got rid of that because like primarily we always wanted to be a podcast. Yeah, primarily. All, uh, most of our listens are coming from the podcast now. Yeah. And we were using YouTube as a way to maybe put ourselves out there. But in the end, like most of the people we noticed that like they all say they start, they all came over to yeah. the thing. And that's what we want to do. And also it's a, it's a shitload of work, YouTube, compared to like, yeah, thing. we just dropped it and we weren't getting... So we just didn't want to do it anymore. No, no need to. No, I don't want to be a YouTuber. We just wanted to do an audio podcast. Well, that's the thing. We're not doing video. Also, the analytics on YouTube is stupid. Yeah, you get like what was it? One of our big ones, the the Parada one, and it got like it's like twenty thousand or something. Twenty thousand views we've had on it, but they're like you look at it and they're like twenty thousand views with an average of four seconds. Yeah, and I'm like, 
well, and then the next episode gets 20. I think one so of the last 20. episodes we uploaded got two, so... Yeah, so people... You know. Well, that's because I think the algorithms didn't like us. Yeah, that's fair. After that. That's fine. I don't care. I think that one, the 20,000 that only had real short ones, killed us on YouTube, so it pushed us to no one. So we got rid of it. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. We do, we're happy with our views that we get, uh, listens yeah. that we get on uh, on Anchor. And if you want to listen to us, go over to Anchor or on... Um, uh, what are all the ones? We Spotify, were Spotify, like... We're just on... Just go to Anchor. Tell you whether you can listen to it. Yeah, you go to Anchor or just, like, search on any podcasting um, app and we'll be, we'll be there. Terrorvision Horror Podcast. Terrorvision is one word, but you know that because you're already listening to it. So what's the fucking point? Just exactly. go like us. Make a comment. Leave yep. a review. Tell your friends. Exactly. Tell Do your friends. Do all that shit. Um, we got a Facebook and Instagram as well if you want to check us out over there. Um, you know, you just have to search for us. You'll find us there. We got an email if you want to email us for any reason, terrorvisionpod at gmail.com. We went, spent no expense and got a Gmail. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I love it. Well, that'll do, guys. And remember, be kind, rewind. Yeah.